Welcome to Junior Elves and Now What, interlude episode 35.5, ultimate episode 85. Feels like, since I recorded last, a ton of stuff has happened. Probably one of the most important is it's snowing outside right now, which is pretty darn awesome. I am a huge, huge, huge fan of snow. My two favorite weather is straight up, all out, can't see blizzard. And my second of that is like a storm with thunder and wind and uh, yeah, I don't know. There's just something about both those two. There's actually a term for people like me and I don't remember what it is. So I'll have to look it up for the next podcast. But anyway, um, love the fact that it's snowing. Um, okay. So, uh, the election is for all intents and purposes, finally over here in the United States for good or for ill. Um, it's at least more or less over. I'm sure there's going to be some legalities that they have to work through and blah, 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 before the end of the year and the transition happens. So at this point, um, we can hope for the best, no matter who is or isn't elected. Um, I will tell you that as far as the uh, United States elections are concerned, there have been very rare occurrences where I have truly and utterly felt that if a person were elected, um, that it would mean something truly, truly horrible. Um, and it was when President Bush, uh, the second President Bush, was running for, I think, his re-election, but it might have been his first one. Um, it wasn't when he was up against Al Gore. It was against the other guy. Um, I remember getting a very distinct feeling, a feeling that I don't have very often, that if that individual would have been elected, it would have meant something truly horrible for the world. Um, it didn't happen, so I don't know what that feeling would have led to. So, well, there you go. Now you've had my thoughts on that. Uh, Mandalorian Season 2 has come out. We have watched just the first episode, and yeah, awesome. Just throwing that out there. You should check it out. Um, another show that is on Amazon Prime, it is also probably on like uh, various access to BBC, um, and it is on iTunes if you want to buy it. It's pretty inexpensive. Um, it is a show called The Goes Wrong Show. It is British. Um, it's kind of like a stage drama style, except for the stage is quite literally sabotaged intentionally for the sake of humor. Um, it is hilarious. I'm talking like crying funny, at least for my sense of humor. Um, my kids all seem to really like it as well. My wife, I would argue, doesn't hate it. And there are moments that she laughs at, but it's not really her style of humor, but it is pretty darn hilarious. So you should check it out. Um, and uh, this is my first like consecutive release where I am actually going to be posting uh, podcasts back to back. So if this goes well, and hopefully will, I'll have released 14 overall episodes back to back by the time I'm done with this. So I'm just kind of excited about that. Uh, deep thoughts. So one of the things that has crossed my mind as I've been contemplating this podcast was actually a discussion we had just today as we were talking about uh, with our kids, uh, the, the different scriptures that are out there. And we were talking about their references to Jesus Christ and the Bible, the Book of Mormon, etc. Um, one of the things that just it was one of those light bulb moments for me was um, what would be the reason for having multiple books that talk about Christ? Why not have everything of Christ in one book? And it, it actually takes me back to one of my all-time favorite authors. From the time that I was a kid, many, many years ago, um, somebody lent me the book The Hobbit. Interestingly enough, it sat on my shelf for probably a year. There's a whole story behind that in and of itself. And then a different friend recommended that I read it. And he says it was one of his favorite books. So I rooted around, found this book that I'd been lent like a year before. Yes, I'm a terrible human being for not giving it back. But anyway, and 
um, I read it. And my literacy skills have never really been superb. Uh, they've certainly peaked over the years and have gotten better. But uh, especially when I was younger, I struggled a lot. And I remember reading The Hobbit in three days. And to me, it was the most astounding work I had ever read. And so I read everything I could consume written by J.R.R. Tolkien. And since as I've gotten older, I've done the same thing. In fact, this library I'm sitting in right now in my home contains a lot of the works that were either published during his lifetime or since. One of those is a biography. And I view the scriptures in a similar way as I view getting to know the author J.R.R. Tolkien. Tolkien has a biography that you can read, and I'm sure there's multiple ones out there where you can learn about his life, how he was a linguistic genius, how he was um, born in England, raised in South Africa, uh, re-raised in, in England when his parents died, and uh, raised by, a, 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 I believe it was a Catholic priest or, or something along those lines, him and his, I think, brother. Um, and, and the story goes on. But if you look at just trying to get to know him as an individual by only reading his biography, you're really only getting one perspective of his life. But if you also read his works, then you really get into the mind of the individual, the heart and soul of him. One of his most passionate works was the Silmarillion, which interestingly enough, never got published in his lifetime. But if you read the Silmarillion, which is admittedly, in my opinion, not as great as works, but if you read it, and especially if you read the first few chapters, he has a very unique view of how the creation of the world came about, or his fictional creation. And to my knowledge, he is far closer to the truth than he probably realized. And that's a fantastic insight into his mind. To me, that's a fantastic reason to consume every works that you can find on the truth behind our Savior. Because not only do we have the New Testament and um, sections of Third Nephi and the Book of Mormon that talk about his life, whether it was before or after his resurrection. But really, he had a direct hand in a lot of what happened in the Old Testament and in the Book of Mormon leading up to that, as well as things that happened after. So really, like Tolkien, when we look at the works of the scriptures, we're really getting into the mind of Christ, which helps us to get, him, uh, get to know him better. So uh, just food for thought. I thought that was kind of a fascinating little insight. From a scripture standpoint, um, a couple of things jumped out at me um, from my readings this week. Um, one of them is in the Book of Mormon, within the Book of Mormon, uh, chapter 9, verse 36. And it says, And behold, these things which we have desired concerning our brethren, yea, even their restoration to the knowledge of Christ, are according to the prayers of the saints who have dwelt in the land. Um, uh, let me reread that last part, are according to the prayers of all the saints who have dwelt in the land. And I find that very interesting because, um, you know, we, we bow down our heads, we say prayers, um, we think, we consider, we ponder, we pray. Um, here uh, where I live, there was a girl that was kidnapped uh, quite a while ago, um, I, I, probably on the magnitude of two decades ago. And it was a, a national news. It was a big what to do. And uh, usually after a certain period of time, I want to say it's like 72 hours, if they haven't been found, they're never going to be found, or at least alive. And quite a long time had passed. And I remember driving uh, from school home, and I was passing a giant billboard that had been erected for people to you know, know her face, so that if they do end up seeing her, they can call and say, hey, I see her, etc. And I remember seeing her praise, and I remember seeing saying a prayer in my heart that she'd be found. And really, honestly, up to that point, I don't know that I'd said one. Um, specifically for that family, which looking back, I, I wish I had, but be that as it may, I did at that point. 
And it was very interesting because within, I want to say, 48 hours of that prayer, she was found. And I'm not attesting that to me and my prayer, but I am attesting it to this idea of all the saints. Because what if there is a magic number that says, you know, 100 people pray for something and I was the hundredth? Now, I'm not saying that there is, but I think it's important for us to recognize that there is something to be said about masses, numbers. When a lot of people are praying for the same thing and yearning for the same thing, I would argue that the odds of that happening and for those prayers being heard, accepted, and acted upon go up. I'm sure there's some commandment correlation behind that, and I'm going to know to the specifics. But anyways, I, I just thought that was interesting, and it's certainly not the first time that has happened in my life. So when you hear terrible atrocities that happen and people are saying things like, my thoughts and prayers go out to you, um, you know, really, that means something. It's not just words. If we really truly do all put our thoughts and, and, uh, and our prayers towards somebody, change will happen. Um, which is the interesting part about that, that I would hope we have enough faith to recognize and actually do. The other scripture that I wanted to, to talk about um, is in also the Book of Mormon, within the Book of Mormon, uh, chapter 7, verse 6. And this uh, verse says, And he bringeth to pass the resurrection of the dead, whereby man must be raised to stand before his judgment seat. Um, the, the, the takeaway on this one was rather simple, but... That last line that says, whereby man must be raised to stand before his judgment seat is an implication there, um, and maybe not an implication, a blatant in your face that says, before we can be judged for a final judgment, we must first be resurrected, which does ponder the question, what is the significance of the resurrection as it relates to judgment? Would it not be possible? Would, it, would the impacts not be the same? Would the consequences not be the same for good or for ill if we weren't resurrected at the time? So just food for thought. Moving on to the uh, kind of the top list where I'm kind of going down the, the list of jobs that I had. Um, after I discontinued doing construction as a primary source of income as a teenager, uh, I moved into uh, working at a place that does primarily oil changes. Um, they were kind of a big craze at the time. Lots of them were popping up everywhere. Lots of different competitions. Um, I worked for one. Uh, I worked for it for about three years. I'm sorry. I worked for it for about a year. And then a couple of years after I quit, they were bought up by another chain. I know they still exist. They just don't seem to be quite the fad that they once were. Um, anyway, having said all of that, it was a very interesting uh, change. Because when you work construction, as I mentioned before, you work around a lot of different personalities, a lot of gruff, um, a lot of uh, you know swearing, a lot of um, innuendos, for lack of a better word. Um, when you move into, or when I moved into this other industry, uh, it was... The same mentality, but a different set of tools. Uh, instead of building, repairing, or working on houses, the same kind of concept except for on cars. Um, I made some really good friends there. Uh, it was interesting. Uh, I, I try. I, I learned to sacrifice a little bit. Um, you know, there was a guy that I worked with there who didn't own a car. Um, he walked to work, and he lived quite a distance away. So I had a bike I didn't use anymore. So I just ended up giving it to him. Um, I don't know if my parents ever knew that. Well, I guess they'll find out if they listen to this podcast. But anyway, um, and so uh, that, that was kind of a cool thing. Um, I, I did have some interesting experiences there. One time, uh, it was after the hours were over and we were doing the final cleanup. And for anyone who's worked at a place like that, oil is nasty. I mean, it's not quite as nasty as to get off of your skin like tar, but it does get everywhere and it is hard to clean. And so when we cleaned that place, it was, you know, elbow grease to elbow grease to the power of elbow grease. 
to get all that crap up and to get the floors clean and, uh, you know, all of that exciting stuff. And uh, the assistant manager at the time that was working there, um, he was, I'm going to say he was a tool. I mean, there's no no bones about it. I have another story about him I'll, I'll mention in a minute. But um, he was a guy who, I don't even know that he had a high school education. He certainly didn't have a college education, but he worked hard. So, you know, props to him for that. Um, but he made a foolish mistake. And that was, he was in the back counting cash and left for some reason to check it out. Um, one of our employees had a friend show up with a car that had some like horrifically fantastic sound system. And maybe he left to go look at it. Either way, he left the door open. And when he came back, there was like $400 stolen, all in $100 bills. And, you know, I don't know how cash is today uh, when you're, you know, breaking down your cash register at the end of the day. But I'm guessing most transactions are credit cards anymore. Back then, it was a decent spread between checks, cash, and credit cards. And so 400 bucks missing was a big deal for that day's pull. And uh, and so he called the cops. The cops came. There was about five or six of us that were still like there at the time doing the cleaning. And this dude's friend that was there. And it was just very interesting to see it all play out. Because at the end of the day, and I hate to even say this, but yeah, somebody stole the money. They never figured out who. Um, I put my money on the guy's friend, um, mostly because they found a few hundred dollars in his in his wallet. But there was no way to trace that back to what was in the till. Um, but it was ultimately the assistant manager's fault for not locking the door or locking the till or whatever the case may be. So it was just kind of those interesting oddities. But it was my very first experience to thievery as a kid growing up um, and, and being a you know, uh, not a witness because I didn't see anything, but I was certainly a suspect, one of all of the people that were there. Um, and that was interesting being questioned by the cops. It was really, really hard work. I had to learn how to do a lot of really dirty things, just getting, you know, grease all over yourself. Um, and it was it was interesting from that standpoint. Um, lots of different personalities. And when you're working at a place like that, unlike a construction site where you mostly just deal with the builders um, and, and the various trades, when you're working in an oil change place like that, you, you meet lots of different people. Um, you know, there was a guy who came in, I swear, like every three weeks because he drove so much. He put so many miles on his car. He was always getting his oil change. So you kind of got to know him a little bit. But most of the people, it was one off, you know, here and there. Uh, some super expensive cars came through, some really old raggedy ones. Um, and it was, I don't know, it was kind of interesting. I learned a lot about cars from that, even though what we did was pretty minor. Um but I will tell you, uh, one day I decided to put in my notice I was going to quit. And the assistant manager said, you know, I don't want you to quit. I want you to stay, which kind of was cool. It's like, oh, I must be making an impact either that or they were just having a hard time hiring people. Um, literally, they would hire a person who would quit the next day. Um, so maybe that was why. And so he's like, hey, why don't you uh, invite a girl and and then my wife and I and the two of you will we'll go someplace, go miniature golfing or something, which I thought, hey, that could be kind of fun. I've never really gone and done something with somebody outside of work. And um, I, I think the term sexual harassment is probably the right thing because the type of like lewd comments that he was making in front of his own wife about the girl that I was dating was pretty atrocious. And, uh, you know, as a 16 year old kid, I didn't really understand what was happening. But I will tell you, that was the last date I ever went on with this girl again. I mean, we talked and it wasn't like we became estranged, but um, this guy's attempt to try to get me to stay by, you know, having this double date scenario, not only backfired, but horribly backfired. Um, so uh, that was that was very interesting. Um, the last little tidbit from a work standpoint there um, was, you know, you're the master of your own fate. And this was a prime example of that because uh, when you worked there after a certain period of time, and I want to say it was like three months, 
um, they gave you a booklet that said, um, you know, here's here's a series of tests that you can take. And most of them were dealing with, you know, cars or mechanical things like that. And uh, every test you passed, you got like a 50 cent raise. Well, there was no time limit on it. I, I could have passed all four tests and immediately gotten, you know, a two buck raise, which back then was something, especially as a 16 year old kid, that would have been awesome. And I didn't take the initiative. I think I passed one of them and never really pushed myself beyond that. So that was a, that was an interesting move uh, for me. So I'm glad for the experience, but on the same token, I'm also really glad that I quit because that is not something I would have wanted to do uh, the rest of my life. So to end, here's a little bit of levity. Um, this is from Benjamin Franklin, uh, quote, uh, trouble knocked at the door, but hearing laughter hurried away. Smile, be happy, remember that you're worth it, and thanks for listening.